0: platform new things welcome to a playoff edition of big ben and kwin on nofilter.net each week we broadcast live on nofilter.net if you miss us don't worry go to nofilter.net click on big ben and Win, click on the vault watch us on demand at any time you're more of an audio podcast person spotify apple pandora iheart we're everywhere i'm kwin he's big ben and he's twelve, Kyle. You know him from Atlanta, Georgia, South Carolina State, and the At Twelve Kyle Podcast, or just the Twelve Kyle Podcast. Kyle, welcome to Super Wildcard Weekend.
1: Thanks, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, we got connected through Baylor the Great out here on the West Coast. He said, uh, "If you're talking football," Playoffs are coming up. You gotta talk to 12 Kyle. So we gotta ask. My name's Kyle. I go by K-Win. It's just my first initial, my last name. What's the backstory on 12 Kyle?
1: Uh, the backstory is if, especially if you can see this jersey back here, uh, that's the number that I wore. I played football in college. Actually, I play I started playing football, little league football from the age of eight all the way up through high school and through college. I played at South Carolina State University. And, um, the, I think the second year that I played football, I wanted a number and, uh, because the year before that I wore 88 and uh, I wanted a different number cause I played receiver and, um, we didn't have any numbers and 12 was the only number that was left. And I was like, man, I don't want that. That's an old quarterback number. And, uh, you know, cause you know, coming up in the eighties and stuff. So we remember the, you know, Bradshaw's and, and guys like that who wore the number 12 and I was, it, that number was never associated with the receiver. And, um, but I, I took it and I liked it and I just stuck with it. So that's, that's been the thing. And, and much like you, I'm pretty sure you probably explained to people, Kyle is my real name. So, you know, people yeah. ask me from time to time, it's 12 Kyle. your are real. No, like, no, Kyle's my real name. <laughs> now you played
0: at HBCU and I've got to ask because Dion was there and Dion left, to go to uh, Colorado. What do you think about Dion's decision and just, you know, HBCU football overall. Did I lose you?
1: Wait a minute. You okay. Just ask that a question again because it said network area went out for a second. Okay.
0: I was just talking about how Dion moved on from um, HBCU college to go coach at Colorado. Mm-hmm. So just wanted your take on, you know, his trajectory and just more importantly, like, what does that mean? Or what can HBCU football do to keep these college coaches and keep these players from staying in the program and growing that?
1: Uh, I think I think Dion's case was a very unique case because, you know, Deion Sanders is a unique guy. He's a unique athlete. And he's a unique personality. Uh, we haven't seen many Deion's and we probably won't ever see another Deion. Uh, what he did at Jackson State was incredible. Um, uh, fortunately, fortunately enough for us, my school, South Carolina state, we beat them in the celebration bowl, his first year. And then of course he mm-hmm. lost his past year, uh, to North Carolina central. So, you know, we, our conference, the mid 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 Eastern athletic conference or the MEAC, uh, we've got a leg up on Dion and the swag. So, um, right. but to answer your question, uh, I, I think the biggest thing is, is making the thing that Dion started talking about was as far as HBCUs is making the attempt to go get the those four and five star kids. I, I think that's the big thing. I, I know like for a time, you know, we as HBCUs didn't go after those kids. And I think now yeah. more so than ever, you know, those kids, if you, if you offer them the opportunity, because a lot of times kids don't even know that these schools exist. And right. yeah. if you, op, if you offer them the opportunity, I'm not going I'm not saying that you're going to get every kid, but you will get one or two. And then I think that creates a domino effect because these kids, you know, in the '70s, we're going to HBCUs, and then things changed. You know, schools opened up, and and PWIs started accepting you know black kids from the south, and um, and so that's been the the domino effect. And I think we're not that far away from having that come back. And I think Dion was a good uh, ambassador for for that in that aspect, and he did well for Jackson State. You know, uh, other than the Celebration Bowls.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's different paths to the NFL. There's different paths in life, and I think you're right. It's all about just letting people become aware of opportunities and different programs because not everyone wants to go to a big school. Not everyone can go to a big school. Some people are late bloomers. So it's just about getting the word out and keep spreading um, just the good love of the HBC University.
1: Yes, that's true. That is so true.
0: Now to kick off
1: the show,
0: we want to do a little bit, which related to a recent episode we heard. We love your podcast, support your podcast. You did an episode it. on 10 things that would have happened if Tupac was still alive. <laughs> so since this is Super Bowl wild card weekend, Kwin Wynn and Big Ben have some what-if scenarios related to the NFL. So I'm gonna go first. Big Ben's gonna go next. I'm gonna say a scenario we're gonna banter over it. Does that sound
1: okay sounds dope?
0: All right. What would happen to the 49ers? Quarterback situation next year if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl this year.
1: Wow. Uh, that's a great question. I think Brock Purdy to start next year would have to win a Super Bowl. Uh because what the 49ers have already, you know, invested in Trey Lance, they have to put him on the field. You know, we're assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go elsewhere. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, you just 49ers just can't really seem to get rid of the guy but you know he did well but what purdy's doing is 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 phenomenal and you really don't see this type of you know effort from a rookie uh i'm interested to see how he does in the playoffs but um to answer the question yeah i he'd have to win a super bowl for him to be the starter next year i I just don't see shanahan and the brass for the 49ers trotting him out there as the starter if trey lance is healthy and ready to go come training camp
0: Yeah, I mean, because Jimmy G went to the Super Bowl. He went to the finals. They're looking to replace him. So I think you're right. Brock's got to win the whole damn thing if he's got a shot at keeping that position just on how much of their future and the draft capital that they gave up to go get Trey Lance.
2: All right, I got one, Kyle. So this is a two-parter kind of because it's a a what if. If the draft class this past year uh, for the NFL was mm – Mr. Relevant starting in a playoff game, right? It's kind of weird. What if Matt Rule drafted Brock Purdy? What would the Panthers be like? And then subsequently, where are the 49ers at? Ooh. Oh,
1: I don't Um, like that scenario. um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If Matt Rule had drafted, uh, uh, if he had drafted Purdy, I think they'd probably be a six win team. I, I don't, I, I watched the Panthers. I got a chance to see him a lot uh, being here in the South and being in Atlanta. You see him a lot. Um, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't sold on Matt Rule as an NFL head coach. I thought he was a great coach, great offensive mind in college. I just didn't see it translating to the NFL. I don't know that he necessarily used um, Christian McCaffrey, who's now with the 49ers, the way that he should have. Uh and and honestly, they didn't really have a lot of weapons around in with to fit the type of system that he was trying to run. Uh that being said, if he had drafted Purdy, the 49ers might be starting uh K Win at quarterback. At- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'd be in trouble, man. But I, I tell you what, that 49ers team, man, is so scary on both sides of the ball. I I, I like watching them, and I think. The thing about Purdy is he doesn't have to do a lot. He just can't mess it up. You know, almost kind of like what they told Jimmy G. Don't mess it up. You know, so I can't wait to see them play. I can't wait. They are the most intriguing team. And I'm a Giants fan. But they are the most intriguing team to watch this playoff.
0: We're all looking forward to Saturday, Sunday, and also Monday. Games all weekend. So my next what if. What if Devontae Adams didn't leave Green Bay? What would have their season have looked like?
1: Green Bay be in the playoffs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think father time is tapping him on the shoulder because uh, he, he's, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers that he was you know, two years ago, but he's still coming off an MVP season. And he had a decent season, but you saw some of the games where they just they roll the coverages and he just couldn't make those throws and get those guys open that needed to get open. Uh, I think if you've got Devontae Adams, who, you know, arguably top three receiver in the league, if you have him on that team, I think Green Bay may at the very least wins the division and makes the playoffs.
0: And I would be scared as a 49er fan
2: because they'd
1: be playing Green Bay. <laughs> right. <this weekend. laughs> that always happens, right?
2: Uh, head back to the 2016 draft. There was one running back taken before. Um, the unstoppable specimen is what he's called in my fantasy football league. Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. that running back was Zeke Elliott. What if those two swapped?
1: What wow. if you have
2: Derrick Henry on the Cowboys?
1: Wow. Um.
2: Actually, I meant to ask you this way: Do they win the Super Bowl with Derrick
1: Henry? Probably. I, I would. I would say they probably and and and. This is gonna be hard for me to say, and I hate the fact that it's being recorded because somebody's gonna see this. But because because I'm am a cowboy hater, right? Because yeah, I mean, Again, I'm a Giants fan, so I have to hate the Cowboys, right? But I will say one through fifty three, Dallas probably has the most one of the, is one of the most talented teams in the league, but they always seem to get in the way. And I think if you have a um, Derrick Henry, then you're not trying to give Dak forty five attempts each game. Um, I don't know what Kellen Moore sees sometimes because he's got two decent, very good running backs in uh, Zeke Elliott and and Pollard. So I don't know why Dallas falls into the mindset of, hey, we got to throw the ball 45 times. You don't have to. I mean, granted, they've got great receivers or good receivers on the outside. But you put Derrick Henry on that team. With him progressing the way that he has, I think Dallas at, at the very least gets to a Super Bowl.
0: My next what if, Sean Payton is the coach of the Denver Broncos next year. Do they get to the second round of the NFL playoffs?
1: If Sean Payton is the coach of the Denver Broncos, I think the Broncos don't make the playoffs. And the reason being is that I watched quite a few Broncos games this year, and I just, I don't see it in Russell Wilson. Now, granted, I know him being on a new team and a new system, and we all had our questions about Paul Hackett as a head coach. But I just, I think the difference is Russ played in a system where when he was throwing the locket or he was throwing to DK Metcalf, he threw to spots because he knew where the receivers were going to be. Um, in this offense, it seemed like he was waiting on guys to get open. And he seemed to step slower and to step unsure. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but Russ looks a little bigger to me, like fatter. And so I I just I, I don't and they've they shelled out a lot of money for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I just don't know that the Broncos are I don't know that he can take them to that next level. He would have to he'd have to change a lot. Now granted, Sean Payton's a great coach, and I think Sean Payton could help him get there, but I, I don't know that they make the playoffs, even with Sean Payton.
2: Okay. I have to comment on that last comment.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna see that. And I think if you took Russell Wilson's ego away from him, he'd slim back down to normal size.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, that, that's the issue here.
1: You, you know what, um, man, my, my oldest son is a, is a Seahawks fan, too. He's diehard and He said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's, he said it's his ego. Uh,
2: All right, but I, I'll give you a what if then. What if Geno Smith, in the year he had this past year for the Seahawks, I think he matured more than any quarterback in the league by a long shot. A guy that hadn't started in like five years or, you know, what if he's the quarterback for the Broncos this year? Do they have more or less wins?
1: Great question. Uh, If Geno Smith is the quarterback for the Broncos, they definitely have more wins. And I think they're knocking on the playoffs. Geno Smith's trajectory this year was incredible. Um, I got a chance to see him play quite a few times. And I was really impressed because normally, like you said, when guys kind of bounce around like that or they sit, they become complacent and, and they're just there. Hey, I'm just going to hold the clipboard and, and get a check. But I like his resolve and he just came ready to work. And even, you know, as a fan coming into training camp, you know, there were still questions about whether or not he could get it done. And he played well. He, I mean, he's a pro bowler. I think the only knock I can say on Geno, and it's not really Geno, it's really the Seahawks as, as a whole, is that they lost to the NF- NFC South. I, I still, that still has me scratching my head. Like, if they don't lose to the NFC South, they're in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think Geno will get most improved player. I will say
1: Definitely.
2: that. Yes. Yeah. should. That- Subsequently, Russ. Like, I don't know if there's a most depreciated player or (laughs) least improved, most digressed player, Um, but that definitely is Russell Wilson. Do you
1: think? Do you think there's anything left in Russell or you you think he's done?
2: I think he's. I think there's some acclimation period to what you were saying, and then with all the weight, the more money you make, the more eyes on you, and I, I just think he went into an environment where so many people were watching every nuance, every, you know, you tied your shoes inside out or upside down, whatever it was going to be in the media. Right? right. And everything was subsequently. So I think there's an acclimation period. He's never comfortable with the coach. He'd always had kind of this chew my gum, spit it on the ground. Pete Carroll who said, you know, make a play. And that mm-hmm. was basically yeah, you had a guy that wanted to know make a play his way. Not a good combo oil and water. So they get someone in and it's kind of set. Not necessarily let Russ cook, but hey, Russ drops some things that are going to work with the personnel. Mm-hmm. They'll do all right. Because they got Judy. They, they got Sutton. You know, right. Javante Williams comes back. And their defense, what was it? They held opponents to 16 points or less, like, seven games in a row, and they only won one game.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Like, insert any other freaking quarterback holding a clipboard or otherwise,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you're probably winning eight games. No problem. Right. It was just a horrible combination. Probably the worst you probably could have come up with. So, yeah,
0: I think Russ is done cooking. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> I think he is a
0: viable quarterback still in this league and with the right system around him and a running back. I think they got a lead with the running back. I know that's the reverse of what everyone else is doing, but he's your quarterback now. I think they ought to run the ball and pick and choose the spots. And I think Denver will be OK. Uh, And it's funny because everything that went wrong for Denver in these close games went right for the Vikings. You know, like (laughs) like, those teams' fortunes could easily be reversed, but it just comes down to making plays at the right times. And the Vikings did that on both sides of the ball.
2: How how mad do you think the producers of Hard Knocks are that they chose the Arizona Cardinals this year (laughs) to do an in-season? Like probably the worst franchise you could. You got guys getting DUIs. You got guys getting benched. (laughs) Guys playing video games, like like, it would have been like you would have had four year olds watching it because it was Cinderella story. Just how many close teams there were.
0: All right, well, let's get into this weekend. We got two games Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday. But the all important games are Saturday. We're a West Coast pod. We're West Coast people. All the West Coast teams are Saturday. So let's get into the first game. We've got Ben's Seahawks playing my Niners. Kyle, what do you think the keys are to the game? And who do you like in this game?
1: Uh, I think the keys to the game are going to be ball control. The team that can really keep, you know, the other team on, off balance, uh, whether it be run and or setting up the play action. Geno's really good on the play action. But that 49er defense is really, really tough and really stout. Um, I'm interested to see if the, uh, you know, if, if it'll be too much for Purdy, if he'll be ready for it, uh, you know, having a regular season game and having a playoff game are two different types of games It's a different type of nerve because every single play counts and you can't make many mistakes because there's no tomorrow. Basically. Um, I think this one's going to be close. I know both teams hate each other, so that makes it even better. Uh, I'm glad that I'm not a fan. Uh, so I can just sit back and watch, but I I like the 49ers. Uh, I mentioned earlier they're the 49ers in Buffalo, probably the most intriguing teams for me to watch, um, just because of their stories and and how they play, um, Buffalo more recently, but, uh, the 49ers man, I, and and one of my best friends is a 49er fan. And he literally texts me throughout the entire game. Like, oh my gosh, we're gonna, we're gonna lose. And I'm like, dude, calm down, calm down. It's, It's the first quarter. It's the first drive. Relax. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to his text messages. But um, I like the 49ers on the close one by three.
0: Yeah, I'm excited and nervous as a 49er fan. Should be. Because it's hard to beat a team three times a row in one season. Like, if you think back, the Niners beat the Rams twice but couldn't beat the Rams when it mattered mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl. And then throw in, you've got a rookie quarterback in Brock Purdy starting his first game. And this is the second time the Seahawks have seen him. So they're going to scheme a little different. With that being said, I still lean towards the 49ers. I think Kyle Hahn's going to scheme up something to make sure Purdy is successful. And his best friend is George Kittle. He started four games in four weeks. Kittle's got seven touchdowns. So he's just going to look for Kittle, run the ball, and their defense has just got to put pressure on Geno and allow the 49ers good. Um, offensive uh, field position on the other end.
2: All right. So I have a, I have a theory in this game where whatever sideline Richard Sherman's on that team is going (laughs) to (laughs) win. No, in all honesty, I think here's what I love about Niners fans. They worry about everything. Like just someone goes to the sideline. It's looking on Twitter. Like, is that person injured? How injured are they? Will they return? When will they return? What are they drinking? Listen, the Niners could win this, this game with Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and. Uh, and
0: Bosa each. is the only defensive player.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that, I mean, sure, you can't win three games, or it's tough to win three games, but it's the Seahawks, the same Seahawks who gave up 220 yards to Josh Jacobs, lost to the NFC South, who, quite honestly, without Geno Smith, were a four win team. Like, if Drew Locke's out there, we're a 4 win team. Um, and Jared Goff, God bless his heart, got us into the play. <laughs> like, let's all remember that. Like, that's like all those stars aligned, and they would yeah. have to take the depth of those stars aligning again to beat the Niners would be massive. It's, I think it's, it will literally will be a second half of Elijah Mitchell and dumps to Jordan Jen- Juwan Jennings and call it a day because it will be 24 to nothing at half. So. Go Niners, go! Moving to <laughs> moving to the he's, night game.
0: We're in. There. We're in Duval. Yes, we've got Jacksonville wow. against the Chargers. Kyle, what do you think? I'm gonna have a little costume change for you too.
1: Uh oh, uh oh, I see you. Um, this this is gonna be a really good game. I know they. I, I think they put it on at this particular time for a reason. Um, I like you know, the, the Jacksonville story. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence being the number one quarterback coming out of Clemson. Um, I like the way he's progressed. Um, but I've seen this Chargers team, this team. And, you know, I, I've kind of like watched the Chargers over the years and they were all always like one, one or two players away. And then, you know, they had the whole thing. I was really rooting for Anthony Lynn when he was the head coach, but they just never could seem to get over the hump. But I tell you what, man, I saw Herbert in college and I, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I don't know how good this guy's going to be, but once he got into the league, oh my gosh, yeah. he's, this kid is, he's, the, he's the real deal. I really, he's got a live arm. He can make all the throws. You know, he's had issues as far as his receivers being hurt, but I like the charges, man. I like the charges going away on this one. I like the charges by at least 10. So
2: Man, I, I I love what you said, Kyle. First off, can you make it to Jacksonville for that game, please? And because uh, I, I would <laughs> love you, Jacksonville host a playoff game at night. Like, yes, Mr. Khan probably bought out the bar every bar within a thirty mile radius just to it's be rocking. Um, my things similar to yours, Kyle, about the Chargers. I feel like their wide receivers they've done load management. Like, all right, you go be hurt for a bit. You know, we'll play you like alternate. And so Keenan Allen being back, you know, Mike Williams has become a wide receiver. I don't know, 1.75, like, or 1.25, not quite one, but once you have Keenan Allen, those two collectively operate as like wide receiver ones. Eckler still is elite. And then, you know, guys like Gerald Everett help you out every bit. And then their defense is. Yes. I mean, they got great players on defense. There are some holes, but I think they have more talent than the Jags. Like Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, those those names don't really scare me from from the the Chargers. Unfortunately, UTN, okay, maybe hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, everyone's talking about the quarterback battle, which is going to be great between Herbert and Lawrence. But I think it's going to come down to defense, and the Chargers are finally healthy on both sides of the football. And I just think between Bosa, Derwin James, Kyle Van Noy, who's done it a couple times, Samuels, I think they're going to be the key to the game. And I think Herbert's actually going to throw for 300 a couple touchdowns because on the other side, I don't think Jacksonville has the best pass defense. So I think that is going to be the reason why the Chargers win.
2: Should we move on to Sunday? Sorry, Kyle, I don't Who have that. It? in front of
0: me oh, it's all right we've got the dolphins against the bills what do you think kyle this
1: one's this one's going to get ugly it is going to get ugly early uh i mentioned earlier the bills are must see um i watched the entire game that they had this past sunday and that opening kickoff return for a touchdown i mean like it. it I I was sitting on my couch and I had chills going because I could only imagine what those players were feeling and what those fans were feeling going through everything that they gone through. Fortunately, you know, um DeMar Hamlin is 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 back and, and back home and, and feeling better and recovering. Um and I think they're gonna ride that wave of emotion. Uh and Miami's coming out there, Tua's not playing. Um, I think I think Tyreek Hill is, is a little banged up. So even with that stout defense, and I know these teams are division foes, so they see each other uh, twice a year. I I don't think Buffalo should have any problems. I think Josh Allen, who's a stud, is going to run and throw wild on them. Um, I like them winning this one big.
0: Yeah, for the AFC, for me, I mean, Bills are going to win this game. I'll fast forward to next weekend. Like, I'm excited for Cincinnati to play Buffalo. And then after that, I'm excited for whoever wins that game to play Kansas City. I mean, the AFC, it's all about those three teams, and I can't wait for this thing to get going. All
2: right, I I skipped out a little. I want to be the anti-Bills real quick. (laughs) Okay. I have a Bills (laughs) hat on, but this is what scares me about last week. And this is what had scared me all month. Like, playing in the Northeast, Josh Allen. If Josh Allen played in Kansas City or or somewhere in a bowl like a dome, guy would be MVP the last three years. It's just unfortunate because take back those two kickoff returns. Everything looked pretty mediocre outside of the bomb to to Stephon Diggs.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Here's who I think they miss, and this is odd, but Zach Moss. They don't have like a both 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 the running back Singletary. And now I'm going to forget the other guy's name. Cook. Cook. James Cook. They're, they operate the same way. They're not, they're outside the numbers type runners. You need someone that can, like, you'll, you've seen third and ones and it looks like they have no idea what they're doing. Like, you know, normally you just hand it off to a running back who's going to fall forward for two years, but it, it's not that within that offense. So my worry, it won't happen this week. You're right. They're just going to trounce the Dolphins. But going forward, they don't have – there's going to be – every play matters, like you said, Kyle. There's going to be that third and one where they can't get it. All of a sudden, you go for it on fourth. All of a sudden, they flip the field, touchdown, 14-point swing, and that won't happen to the Bills. The Bills are going to play the Niners in the Super Bowl.
0: Let's hope so. But, Kyle, we'll move on to your team, the Giants,
2: playing the Vikings. What are your thoughts? Upset.
1: you guys, you guys mentioned it earlier. I'm nervous. I, I'm, 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 I'm nervous today and, and game day is a couple of days away. Uh, But I feel pretty good because we played them a couple of weeks ago. And if you remember, they beat us on a last second, 61 yard freaking field goal. Right. Yep. So, and we played well. I think the key is going to be third down conversions. If Jones can keep us in third and short, Saquon, I think if he runs the ball well and we and we can move, you know, move the sticks, I think we'll be okay. If we're asking Daniel Jones to have 35 40 attempts, we're not going to win. Um Minnesota's much, you know, much like the Giants we want to ball control, we want to run the ball and eat the clock. Uh I, I hope the Giants DBs uh get their hands ready because Kirk Cousins you just got to catch him. He's going to throw you a couple of them. Um but <laughs> Jefferson is a monster on the outside. So like there's, you can roll your coverage and try to double him. But I, I, I think the game ultimately is going to come down to just like the last game, a field goal at the last second. Hopefully it's my Giants praying.
0: <laughs> on good morning football. I actually found this stat. The Giants, or I'm sorry, the Vikings defense gave up more points than their offense scored. Wow. This year. Like, think about it. Like, and it was like the worst point differential since like the 60s for a division winner. No one believes in the Vikings. Everyone has that saying, Kirk Cousin doesn't show up in big games. And I'm one of them. I think the Vikings got a lot of breaks. I think they're a good football team. But I think Thibodeau, an Oregon product, a West Coast guy, is going to wreck, have it, and get in the backfield. And if you've seen the Giants, like earlier in the year, it was all Danny Dimes and it was Saquon. And I was like, they're winning games, but where are their wide receivers? Like, what's going on? And then you got Hodgins from Oregon State. You've got yes. Slate and a couple other guys. Like, they slowly started to develop and get better. And I think they're a more balanced team. I think you're going to see that on Sunday. I'm with you. Upset. Let's go Giants. Go Blue.
2: Yeah, I feel like the, the, the Giants are getting healthy at the right time. Like, it's just you're finally seeing weapons come out. To Kyle's point, I think Hodgins had touchdowns in three out of the last four games. I'll play it forward for you, Kyle. Left hash, 35 yard line. So that makes it what? A 47 yarder? Graham Ganel, Mm -hmm. the center of the uprights, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins starts walking towards yelling, You like that, and realizes they lost the playoff game again.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thanks, Ben.
2: OG, man. We got the night game and
0: this isn't a misprint because they played last week. It's the Ravens against the Bengals. No Lamar Huntley is probable, so it's either Huntley or it's their third-string quarterback going for the Ravens against the Red Hot Bengals.
1: And listen, the Bengals are tough. Joe Burrow, man, another guy along with Herbert. These these they're The NFL is in good hands with some of these young guns, as as we see the Brady's and the Rodgers transition on. Um, And I like watching this kid play, man. Um, If they can block for him, (laughs) if they don't get him killed, uh, you know he's a stud. Um, I I wish Lamar was playing in this game. Obviously, he's not going to play. Huntley looks like he's a go, but I I just, even though these teams are very familiar with each other, I just don't see Baltimore being able to to. uh, put up enough points to, 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 to stay with these guys. I just, I, I like Cincy in this one too. Bur-
0: Burrow has it, developed from last year to this year. Like he's spreading the ball out more. He's picking and choosing his spots better. It's not just all Jamar chase and Higgins. There's a couple wide receivers that stepped up. Henry, the tight end has stepped up. So the Bengals, I think they're going to win here and it's going to be that matchup. We're all looking for bills, Bengals next week.
2: I'm scratching my head to see how the heck the Ravens went ten and seven. Like, I, <laughs> like literally, I couldn't name Isaiah. Likely caught like two touchdowns. I picked him up on fantasy. Then he was garbage. Like Dumervay. Like who knows what he did. J.K. Dobbins was hurt. Like one of the worst seasons. I don't know how they're ten and seven. Like I don't know how they're in the playoffs. They. It's the defense. Just hasn't has show up yeah. there. And yeah, you've got the best line linebackers in the league by far. That's got them that far. It's not going to get them any further. Like it's, it's game over. Um, Kyle, the the scenario you played forward with the Bengals and, and Bills. If it's Bills, Ravens, the NFL, I don't think <laughs> they'll let them that, let that happen. Like they like, no. oh, all right. <laughs> that's, that's not how it's going to go. So, uh. God, I, I don't know if the Bengals can make the same run they made last year. I feel like the AFC was. They're not going to sneak
0: up on anyone
2: this year. Oh, exactly. Like... But apparently, Joe Mixon says the AFC runs through Cincinnati. So. We'll see. We'll see. No way. We'll
0: Moving be. to the final game Monday night. We got Dallas against Tampa in Tampa.
1: God, let's go to Florida. What are we doing here? I'm going Seriously. to say three words that I've never said before in my life. Let's go, Brady.
0: <laughs>
1: I mentioned to you guys before I hate the Cowboys. So it nothing and and I'm actually married to a Cowboys fan. Um nothing would be better than to happen Monday night for Dallas to lose. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care if they lose on a game winning kick. I don't care if they lose on a um you know, getting blown out. I, all jokes aside, I, I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Um, we saw them. I think it was what week one uh, on Monday night, I think, or Sunday week night. One, I can't remember.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, and um, I, I think you know both teams are drastically different from where they were that time. Dallas defense. Dallas's defense is tough, and that front seven. You know, they're going to get after those guys. And Brady's guys are kind of banged up up front. Um, but it's Brady, man. I mean. Like him or hate him, you you can't count him out. And here he is, even though they only won eight games. Here he is in the playoffs again. Could he go on a run? Probably not. But I think he has enough in in him for one game. And I think this is going to be the game.
0: It's the playoffs, so will we see playoff Lenny? That's my question. Because in week one <laughs> they were running the ball. I think he ran for like 120 yards or something, and the Bucks dominated that game. And since then. A lot of energy or injuries. The offensive line wasn't the same. The Bucs just couldn't quite move the ball on the ground. So everyone knew that Tom was going to pass. Like I want to pick the Cowboys in this game. Like to me, they're the favorite, but they're the Cowboys. And in big moments, they always mess up, disappoint, can't call a timeout. Something disastrous happens. And I think it happens again. And you never bet against the GOAT at home. So I'm with you. Let's go, Brady.
2: This is why the Cowboys are not going to win. Gary <laughs> <Jerry laughs> Jones and his egotistical self, he said, don't shut the dome completely. Just do a little hole so God can watch the Cowboys play. Well, they're not in ATT Stadium. And I feel like the Bucks. Bucks might be the most intelligent team of veterans where they're like all right we just need to get in the playoffs like and then we'll play and that's normally brady's mo it's like we don't have to be the one C two; just get there and that's what they've done and i feel like if godwin and evan showed up in the same game like they would be a 10 and 14 i got the bucks winning god i need to get to florida i, I would love to see the, the bucks beat the cowboys and then just Jacksonville. Um, Sean Conn and Trevor. Gosh. I'm here in rainy Washington. Sorry. <laughs> I digress.
0: <laughs> well, I think that wraps up the show. We're excited to see what happens, see how your Cowboys do. Big Ben, good luck. I know we can't really be friends this weekend, but good luck to you and your Seahawks. But... Well, we Kyle, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can hear your podcast, see your content, find out what you're doing, and follow you?
1: Uh, well, nigga, thanks again for having me on. This has been a blast. Shout out to Baylor for recommending you guys and con- uh, connecting us. Uh, my podcast, again, is called the 12 Kyle Podcast. Uh, You can find it on all streaming platforms. A new podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, You can follow me on social at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. And um, look forward to, you know, kicking it with you guys again, man. This has been fun.
0: Definitely. I was thinking when I was listening to your podcast about what would happen if Tupac was alive. I was thinking about the NFL player that reminds me most of Tupac, Alvin Kamara. Hear me out. <laughs> he's got a nose ring Tupac had a nose ring I think Kamara at one point was dating like a famous stripper and then that Las Vegas incident like he's about that life if you want to cross him and Kamara's real and I feel like Pac is real so like that is like the closest NFL player in my wow. opinion
1: Okay. Pac. okay
2: Kyle I'll That's leave you with, I'll leave you with this you as a Giants man I always play things forward a bit to kind of like all right, what would the storyline be
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like and someone like danny dimes you always have a joe flacco quarterback where you're like how did joe flacco win a super bowl i wouldn't like were eli manning for that matter <laughs> lights <laughs> how does that happen but danny dimes giants i could see giants niners too like in my head so it all starts with this week and go out and beat the vikings
1: Love. thanks man i appreciate it i appreciate it. I, I hope it definitely happens i even if it doesn't happen this year uh I, we're hopeful it, it feels good we've been down for a while so to be back in the playoffs and be back in the dance means a lot so
2: i lived in hoboken when you guys oh, wow okay there wasn't a jet fan in sight they painted the, the streets blue and eli manning like moved to hoboken because of it it was nuts <laughs>
1: Eli Manning is still trying to figure it out. Eli Manning just always has this look like he's confused. And I, I was looking at Daniel Jones the other day. And I was like, he has that Eli look in the huddle. Like, he, <laughs> like the play comes in and he's like, okay, you go over there and I'll go over here and uh, we'll do it like that. And like, he's, he's still trying to figure it out. But I mean, it, it works, man. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it was frustrating before, but um, it's starting to pay off, man. So it feels good. I, I'm looking forward to the games this weekend.
2: Kyle, it was great having you.
1: We'll have you on again. Appreciate
2: it. All right, be good.
1: You guys take it easy. Be
2: good.